Next on BYU Sports Nation, Yoli Moly. BYU basketball and freshman Yoli Childs earned the Cougars' best road win of the season. What do you want to see from the freshman star the rest of the season? Blaine Fowler joins us in Studio B. And what bracketology BYU and New York City have to do with each other? New York City? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation back to work on a Monday. We are live. This is your day-to-day play-by-play from Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. February 13th, wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Cosmo's costume historian, Jerem Jordan. Now, I saw another chapter in the book of Cosmo because there was a fan. I don't know his name. I'm calling him Coog Dude. He was at the San Francisco game, <laughs> and the TV broadcast kept cutting to him in the stands. It's a, it's a grown man with a, <laughs> like a cougar little hat. It wasn't little, I guess. Full gear. Like, was he Cosmo when he was at BYU or Full something? Cosmo gear. Which was awesome. I don't know who this guy is, but I tweeted, BYU won, this guy won, we all won. I also sarcastically tweeted earlier in the broadcast that same picture of him uh, that said, BYU basketball 2016-17. Listen. <laughs> I love Coog Dude. Oh, I, the challenge has up. been issued. Who is Coog Dude? Who is Coog Dude? Who is Coog Dude? Yeah. Somebody tell us who this guy is so we can attribute him properly and correctly. Because at Jamin Bell tweeted me and said, I'm sitting right by him. And I said... And he said, he's head to toe in cougar gear. <laughs> and I said, send me a pic. No, 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 literal cougar gear. He had skinned a cougar. No. <laughs> no, it's not that. Uh, so he tweeted me a picture of the dude head to toe, uh, and I appreciate that. Yeah, we did all win. But Coog, we, Coog dude. We, we need some help. We need to find out who Coog dude is. Who are you, Coog dude? <laughs> What's your name? And make sure you're at the next road game. Yeah, come to Vegas. <laughs> yes. Let's hang out. Bring the costume to the West Coast Conference Tournament. Also, bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. Men's basketball rebounded in a big way after a loss to rebounded. Pepperdine. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Much-needed 68-52 win against San Francisco on Saturday night. Yoli Childs had a career-high 23 points and 17 rebounds in that win. His 17 rebounds tied for second most by a BYU freshman in a game. And it was awesome. It really was. It was amazing. Hey, women's basketball beat San Francisco 73-61. Cassie Broadhead led the Cougars 22 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. The Cougars shot a season-high 57% from the field. Kalani Purcell, by the way, joined UConn's Gabby Williams. The only D1 players in women's hoops with 200 rebounds, 100 assists, 50 steals, and 25 blocks. Whoa. We always talk about how unique Kalani Purcell is. And isn't it tonight UConn goes for 100 straight? I think it is. 100 that's, consecutive that's victories. That's pretty amazing that Kalani Purcell is in that kind of category. Her, she is one of the greatest overall players in BYU history. The men had Kyle Collinsworth, triple double king. Now the women have Kalani Purcell, another Kalani on campus. Who is the almost triple double queen? Who Jeff Judkins calls <laughs> Kalani. 
<laughs> Listen, Kalani, <laughs> Kathy, it doesn't matter. Just win basketball they're st- games, yeah, right? Yeah, they're winning, which is great. <laughs> Third-ranked BYU men's volleyball swept USC in L.A. Friday night. Jake Langlois led the team with 12 kills, four digs. Tim Dobbitt had 11 kills, hit a 500 clip, and added six digs and four blocks in that dominant win over the Trojans. The people were concerned that Ben Patch did not play. USC was 3-8, and eight, and there are bigger matches down the road. I think it's okay. It's going to be okay. All right. Yeah. I was getting emails during, <laughs> during the broadcast. Where's Ben Patch? It was funny. Concerned fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's okay. Thank you for your concern. It's okay. It's good. Jimmer Fredette scored 45 points as the Shanghai Sharks won 113-102 to yesterday. Jimmer continues to make waves. First place team in the CBA, the Chinese Basketball Association. His highlight reel just showed up on the NBA's YouTube channel. If you're not in the NBA, the next best thing is to have your highlights tweeted by the NBA. Hey, why not, right? I'm not in that situation. Jimmer is. Good for Jimmer. There's a distinct difference in the J. And let's give a quick shout-out to Shea Collinsworth for what she pulled off over the weekend, something that no BYU athlete has ever accomplished. She ran a 201 in the 800, three seconds faster than her personal best, the second fastest in BYU history, and the fifth fastest all-time in the NCAA in indoor track in the 800. Wow. Kyle Collinsworth tweeted, speaking of Triple Devil King, that he was screaming like a girl. At this, awesome. which is awesome, awesome, yeah. And his wife Shay, debatably a better athlete. Like that, you talk about the athleticism in the Collinsworth family. Oh my goodness! Clean eating presented by yeah. the Collinsworth yeah. family. Yeah, they eat really well. <laughs> exactly. Rise and shout! It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Yoli moly, Yoli Childs was a full-on Yoli man childs. On Saturday night. He had the full array of his game working in the Bay Area, oh, Jerem. Yeah. I mean, everything from a fadeaway baseline jumper from 15 feet, a la Hakeem Olajuwon. Not, not recommended, but it went in. An 18-foot jumper in rhythm. His jump hook, inside power dunk, blocking shots. And, oh, did he rebound the basketball. It was a thing of beauty to watch. Game of the season for Childs in his freshman campaign, which prompts today's Twitter question. What do you want to see from Yoli Childs the rest of the season? Use the hashtag BYUSN at BYULASFJazz. Can he do that Michael Jordan dunk where he jumps from the free throw line? That would be great, thanks. <laughs> That's the first tweet about Yoli Childs. Just a free throw. Dude has a 23-17. and 17. Now we're calling for Jordan in like the 88 All-Star game. <laughs> or sorry, the dunk contest. That's awesome. <laughs> it was quite the performance, right? That BYU threw in a wrinkle. Credit to Terry Nashif, the uh, offensive coordinator, if you will. Uh, did a little high-low where BYU would catch, one of the bigs would catch from the free-throw line, namely Eric Mika, lob into Yoli Childs. That was a new look. That was a wrinkle. That was an adjustment. High-low. And, and it was great. And I want to acknowledge right now, we've, been, we've talked about BYU struggles on the road. Led by Yoli Childs, BYU played its best road game of the season. Won by 16, played good defense. Uh, spread the ball around, took good shots. BYU was a three-point underdog going into this game against San Francisco. It's pretty crazy. Which had a lot of people concerned after that big loss against Pepperdine on the road. Yeah. So to lose by 16 and then to win by 16. It's a good bounce back. That's pretty bipolar, right? Yes. Yeah. But BYU uh, comes out of the weekend with the win on Saturday, and that is good because BYU is coming home, final two home games uh, this week. 
But what do I want to see from yeah, Manny Chios? Yeah, 23, 23 and 17 23 every game, and 17 right? 17 every game. Yeah. Where's this been? Is he <laughs> under a cheap? No. That was fantastic. I want to see double doubles. That's what I want to see from Yoli Childs. Which he almost averages. He's he's had five double doubles and he's a nine and eight guy right now as a freshman. Really which is good. Pretty interesting. And you yes. brought this up before the show. His numbers compared to Eric Mika as a freshman, not that far Closer off. Closer than in you fact, think. In fact, he's better in some categories. Yeah, we'll dive into that in just a moment. Jerem wants to see more double doubles. Did you want to add anything else to that list? You want to see from Yoli? I want to see him continue. I want to see him take more shots. Okay. But I'm not talking about jumpers. I'm talking about interior looks. Because BYU has struggled from the outside sometimes. BYU doesn't have a big bench, a large bench. So maybe going inside a little more with Yoli is the answer. Yet, it was one game, so just simmer down, right? It was one game. It was fantastic. But let's not, yeah, BYU played one great defensive game against Utah State. And we're like, have they turned a corner? You have to, do, you have to sustain things for it to be who you are. There is one constant with Yoli Childs, and that is his intensity level. He oh, will yeah. play hard no matter what, no matter the situation. He just plays hard. His mind is right in the game. But what I really want to see from him is more minutes, and specifically from less foul trouble, Jerem. Mm. That he is played 39. That's exactly. why he has all this production. Exactly. 39. He was not in foul trouble, and he's been in foul trouble quite a few games this year. And BYU doesn't have much depth, right? Yeah especially with the loss of Kyle Davis on that front line. They don't have a lot of depth. So I want to see more minutes as a result of less foul trouble, and I'd like to see Yoli improve his free throw shooting some more as well. Yeah, we know he's a better free throw shooter from people telling us before BYU. He's 58% on the season. He'll get more confidence as he gets better from the line. This happened to Eric Mika. The reason Eric Mika is averaging 20 a game is because he's making free throws at a much higher clip, like 17%. And I'm sure there are some out there that are like, what What do you mean? He's already doing so much already. I, I know. Like he, he is doing a lot of he good things for BYU. Yoli Childs. Yoli? Okay. So Yoli Childs is producing at a high level as a freshman. But the question is, what do you want to see? Okay. For me? Because we saw a, a peak moment. So now, now we're thinking, is there more there that's untapped? Yes is the answer. Steve Cleveland told us earlier in the season that he thinks Yoli Childs, of all the players on the team, has the biggest upside. Yeah, highest ceiling. I think we've seen what Eric can do to a great degree, right? 20 and 10 guy, awesome, potential lottery pick at his best, right? NBA draft pick for sure. Eric could come out this year and be a second rounder. That could happen. He's going to stay and hopefully be a first rounder in the future. Yoli Childs has next level potential, whether that's in Europe or otherwise. Yoli Childs is really stinking good, and he's a freshman. He's taken over the Kyle Davis role, by the way, for not only starting power forward, rebounding, scoring, that kind of thing, but when he gets fouled, he can't believe that he was called for a foul. Yes. Kyle Davis was the king of that. Like, what? Nate Austin what? as well. Yeah. Now Yoli's like, I can't believe Are you serious? <laughs> like he was convicted of murder. That's what he looks like. I love it. Let's put this Yoli what? conversation in context. And by context, I mean where he sits within the West Coast Conference. Okay? As a freshman, starting with this, Jerem, number one ranked player in defensive rebounds per game in the WCC. How about that? Number two in blocks, number three in boards, fifth in field goal percentage. If you'd said before the season, these are numbers from Yoli Childs, I'd say, oh, fantastic. And, and this, and I this think isn't just as a freshman. This is the, the this entire is conference. Like, Shemek Karnowski doesn't average more defensive rebounds than Yoli Childs. How about that? And, and Jock Landale and even Eric Mika, right? So this has, been, this has been a fantastic season from Yoli Childs. 
I think maybe offensively you continue to try and go inside and see what he can do. Yoli was aggressive, and a lot of shots went down. 10 for 16. He's not going to have a lot of 10 for 16 nights. But he shoots high percentage because a lot of his shots come from within 6 feet. Yeah, maybe not 10 for 16 in terms of the volume, but that percentage has been consistent take, all year, right? I take 5 of 8 every game. His impact isn't just a West Coast thing, especially when you look at the rebound category. So let's roll out our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Yoli Childs is second nationally among freshmen with 8.6 rebounds per game. So there, there are guys that Whoa. are going to be lottery picks that don't average as many rebounds per game as Yoli Childs. I think that's his greatest attribute. Then there's the comparison to Eric Mika, which we teased a little bit just a few moments ago. Yeah. And, and Eric's a five, Yoli's a four, so a little bit of a nuanced difference there, but just for fun. When you look at the freshman year from Eric Mika compared to Yoli Childs, it is eye-popping how similar some of these statistics are, okay? Minutes per game are essentially the same. Yoli Childs is shooting 5% better than Eric Mika from the field, or 4%, I should say. Free throw percentage, Eric struggled as a freshman, right? 61.7. Yoli a little bit behind him in that category, but we have seen what hard work and a ton of free throws has done for Eric Mika's game from the free throw line. Then there's the rebound category, which has been discussed a lot. Second in the nation among active freshmen, Yoli Childs. And the points are pretty similar too, Jerem. 11.8 per game for Eric as a freshman, 9.3 for Yoli Childs. Like These guys are having comparable, impressive freshman seasons. And the great thing about both of these guys is Yoli Childs has an incredible work ethic. Incredible. He is going to get even better in the offseason. I, I would look at free throw shooting and ID that as the number one place where he needs to get a little bit better. Yoli Childs shot threes, by the way, in high school a lot. Maybe he becomes a stretch four of sorts in the offseason. We'll see. But I've been pleasantly surprised by Yoli Childs. Uh, and in, in a way, not surprised. You told me, you're, you know his AAU coach, and he was really high on Yoli. Absolutely. And, and Yoli has delivered as a freshman. Yeah, I, I said, watch out, watch out for Yoli Childs. Like everything I'd heard about him for two straight years, like his development, his work ethic, and what he'll bring. And he has shown consistent growth through the season, which is really That's what encouraging. You want. It's really encouraging. Every freshman and sophomore, junior, junior and senior, too. You just want to see growth, and it's nice to see Yoli grow. What do you want to see from Yoli Childs the rest of the season? Use the hashtag BYUSN to send in your replies. At Lasersheep says, I've been waiting for him to have a game like this. Confidence is high. Just needs to play with authority like Mika. With experience and reps come that confidence and that swagger. We saw that from Yoli Childs. Yeah, keep it going. One, one game is fantastic, but it's not just one game. Going kind of 8-8 eight and eight all season, that's really good. Coming up, College Hoops analyst Blaine Fowler gives us his thoughts on what he wants to see from Yoli Childs the rest of the season and which BYU underclassman he thinks is the most important to the Cougars' future success. This is BYU Sports Nation. Yoli DJ, Nick, who is it? BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Station. Use the hashtag BYUSN and answer the following question. What do you want to see from freshman Yoli Childs on the basketball court the rest of the season? Thursday night, BYU's back in action against San Diego at home. Of course, the Toreros beat BYU in the Slim Jim uh, a couple weeks ago. Thursday, 11 Eastern on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. We do want to announce 
that uh, Coog Dude has been found. We found him! We found Coog Dude. Okay, we talked about him, the, the guy in the Cougar costume. It's a San Francisco game. He has emerged. Shout out to Ben Nichols. Ben Nichols. <laughs> at, I'm not sure how to say his Twitter handle, at B-A-O-S-T-E. Okay, he says, quote, Coog Dude I am. I was born at my first college basketball, or CBB, February 26, 2011, at San Diego State the day after Jimmer's birthday. So that huge win. Born being the in, costume, in I In San Diego, yes. he's actually yes. a grown man. Yes. He's not six. <laughs> ben Nichols, the Coog dude, has Coog, been located. Coog dude. <laughs> Coog dude has emerged. Awesome. Joining us now on the show, our favorite uncle, everyone's favorite uncle, Blaine Fowler, dual threat analyst, college basketball, <laughs> color commentator. Yes, and one of the original Coog dudes. I, I want to be Coog dude's uncle. <laughs> Can I be his uncle too? When we say Uncle B, we mean Uncle for BYU Sports Nation. Yeah. Okay. Then he, then he is my nephew. Yes. Yeah. I mean, not like you guys because you guys really are blood. Yeah, right. But <laughs> but I want to adopt him. What Studio B? I want to adopt him in. I want to adopt him in because that's. I mean, I really respect him for the fashion risks that he took in that well, game. Wow. And I, and I love it. BYU's at San Francisco. You're a Don fan. You walk in. Like, can you imagine walking in the Marriott Center? There's some dude dressed as a Don. I, I'd no. be like, I have respect for you. <laughs> Absolute respect for the fashion risk. Cook dude. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And would BYU ben, would ben Nichols wear that on the hill in Salt Lake City, though? For his safety, I don't know that he would. Well, safety first, especially <laughs> in that arena, right? Am I right or am I right? Ned Ryerson. Oh. Am I right or am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Right. I never can have too much insurance. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> yes. We've been talking about Yoli Childs, Blaine. Uh, our Twitter question today, and what a performance. 23 points, 17 rebounds. What do you want to see from Yoli Childs the rest of the season? Now that we've seen kind of a peak moment for him, what he's capable of at his peak. It, you know, I wanted to see him just continue to do what he's doing. So, so I think from a matchup perspective, he got good looks, and he's unbelievably capable. And so I don't know that he has to score like that every week, but when he has opportunities, I want to see him score like that. I want to see him shoot a high percentage. I want to see him double-digit rebound, and I want to see shot selection out of him that's good shot selection. So I don't want him to force trying to get to 20-plus every game. I want him to get 20 when he's got a good matchup. But on on the other side of that, I, I want when somebody else has a good matchup for them to get 23, and I want to see consistent guard play every single solitary night. And I think that, that will make the difference for BYU down you know, this, this home stretch and into next season. But, but from him, I don't want to see him four shots now that he just got 20-something. But, but he's capable of doing that night in and night out. The juxtaposition of the two games BYU played last week for a lot of BYU fans is kind of mind-boggling. Pepperdine shoots essentially 60% for the game. They score a season-high 99 points. They crush BYU's spirit, right? Then the Cougars turn around and go to San Francisco. Pretty good team that had won, uh, I think, like eight games in a row. And eight out of nine. Eight out of nine. Yeah. And they win by 16 in the Bay Area and hold San Francisco to a really low shooting percentage. So what? where do you see all this? How can you explain <laughs> what happened last week? It's consistency defensively. Have we been talking about this all year? Consistently, we've discussed yeah, this. And so, so you, you're not going to shoot the ball great every night. You know, Gonzaga doesn't shoot the ball great every night. They're, they're more consistent with, than BYU is, so they don't have the ups and downs. They don't have the swings, but they have, they have small swings. And what Gonzaga does is, is when they're not shooting it well, their defensive effort rises to the occasion. And it just seems like when you look at the stats week in and week out, game in and game out, they're out shooting their opponent. They're like, 
wow, they didn't shoot it that well. They only shot 44%, but they held St. Mary's to 34% or, or whatever it is. Whatever they shoot, they go out and they have a defensive effort that holds their opponent below their shooting percentage, and then they win. And for BYU, when they have these off nights, um, it seems to compound itself when they're not playing good defensively that they go down and they feel like they got to get it all back on one trip down the court and they force bad shots, and so their shooting percentage is even worse. So, so it plays on itself. And when BYU's good defensively, so the Gonzaga game here, even though they lost that game, they were there on the catch. So they knew who the shooters were, and when those shooters were coming off screens or it was coming inside out, they were there on the shooter when they caught the basketball. So from the time that shooter has the ball in his hands, they're feeling uncomfortable, they're guarded. When, when teams are going off, BYU is helping, and then they're rallying out, and a guy's catching the ball and he's comfortable, and now somebody's closing out and he's got a hand in their face, but, but it's not the same as being there on the catch. And so... Against St. Mary's, that's what you have to do. Did you guys get a chance to watch Gonzaga and St. Mary's? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So they let Landale kind of – he had got his, and they forced him to play defense. He had four fouls in the game, but he got his points. But nobody else hurt the Zags because Emmett Nar- – it didn't matter who it was. When they caught the basketball, there was a Gonzaga defender in their face. So he ma- they made it miserable for everybody else. And then, uh, and, and then they played their normal efficient offensive game. But I, I didn't think the Zags were as good offensively as they have been – at, at times this year against St. Mary's. St. Mary's is a really good defensive team. But Gonzaga raised their level, and every time one of those guys on the perimeter caught the basketball, there was somebody in their face. It was really uncomfortable for St. Mary's, who likes to be in rhythm in their offense and is really efficient. Gonzaga made them not as efficient. It was just tougher on them. That's what BYU has to do night in and night out defensively, especially against these two teams. San Diego is going to depend on knocking down shots. So when Murray catches the ball, be in his face the second he catches it. When he comes off of a screen, put your nose on the back of his number and follow him across the top of the screen and be there so he never feels comfortable. And, and you, maybe you can't help as much inside, but BYU's bigs can defend inside. They don't need to double every time in there. Uh, Gonzaga has been making the season miserable for everybody. I just want to. Ma- I just want to make that <laughs> they make everybody okay. uncomfortable, right? Yeah, everyone's uncomfortable. Everyone's miserable in the WCC right now. Um, did BYU play really good defense, or did UCF just shoot terribly? Can't because, believe how bad they shot. The, the, the Don shot twenty five percent from the field, seventy three shots, twenty one more than BYU. They took forty three threes, made twelve. Yeah, it it was a combination, and and the longer the game went on, the more you know. If you're not shooting it well early, and San Francisco is a rhythm offense, the way the way they run it, um, there's some Princeton principles to what they do, but much faster pace than you would see in Princeton, and they're not afraid to get down and shoot it in transition. So early on, BYU came out with a mindset they were going to defend. They were there on the catch; they caused them some problems, so they weren't comfortable. And then and then San Francisco, when they finally when you when you defend really well early. Then sometimes if, if you've taken six shots and it feels like somebody's been in your face every time, then on the seventh shot you're wide open. You rush because you can't believe you're open. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm open. i got to shoot it. And you rush it, and then you, you come up short or you shoot the ball long. And so I think early good defense um, and the pressure of being there on the catch and doing those kinds of things forced San Francisco to miss some open shots. So it's a combination of both, but credit BYU's defense for making them miss open shots too because they were really good and their effort level was good in that. More similar to the Gonzaga game than to the Pepperdine game, let's say. Okay, so just to recap, you feel like comparing last week's two games, BYU on Saturday against San Francisco did a better job of being there 
in the defender's face when the ball arrived compared to Pepperdine when they were chasing too much. Right. And and I do think that on the offensive side of it, um, they were they had better shot selection. And that that's to me, that's how BYU's offense goes. It's do they play with the effort defensively, and then how is their shot selection offensively? And I think defense leads to offense. When they're playing good defense, they get more transition buckets. They don't feel like they're chasing um, offensively and have to, i got to make a three this time down the court because we're – and then they dribble into a three. This team takes a lot of bad shots, and that's – you know, BYU's putting a young team. We keep saying it, but it is a young team. You know, look at the Gonzaga team. They've got a lot of veteran guys out there, and, and Nigel does an unbelievable job of – Saying, hey, guys, this is, you know, they, they, they have calming influences out on the court that have been there and done that. And they don't take bad shots. They just don't. And, and so BYU compounds sometimes a lack of defensive effort with trying to make up for it on the offensive end, and they force shots. So those are the two things. Good shot selection, make the extra pass, don't force up a shot, and play with unbelievable effort and be there on the catch on some of these good shooters. You have to know who the good shooters are. Some guys you can rally to and just close under control. Other guys, you better be there on the catch. You have to do your scouting report and know who those guys are and the good shooters. You, you like, like Murray, you better be there on the catch when he, when, when he catches. Yeah. And they didn't do that against them, right? Absolutely. And, and so you have to know. Your scouting report has to be good. Nar, you better be there on the catch when he catches the ball. And so they have to know who those guys are and who they can help off of and get back to and be sound with their scouting report. Final two regular season home games for BYU, barring uh, you know some NIT hosting or something. Uh, this is it for BYU at home. BYU uh, plays San Diego, who uh, beat BYU by seven. That means BYU win by seventeen or thirty or something. <laughs> it's home, right? <laughs> and then, it's home. And then St. Mary's uh, Saturday night. Both late tips, by the way. Eight, uh, nine o'clock local time Thursday, and then uh, eight on Saturday. What do you think of the two matchups this week? Yeah, I, I think these are these are kind of must wins. They need a big win. To give them confidence going into the tournament, if they're if they're going to get to the tournament finals, I, you know we keep saying this: Can BYU beat Gonzaga in the finals? What, I mean, what's the percentage chance? Like four percent? Yeah, but on a neutral floor. But hey, if, seriously, if you don't get to the final, you've got zero chance. And it's one game. I just want to right. see, right? And you would have to go. Yeah, through Yeah, so, so on they, they got to get there. And their mindset has to be whether we're going to be in the NCAA tournament because they win the WCC tournament or they get to the NIT. Um, they need to take momentum into postseason. And, and you do that by getting to the championship game and, and proving that, hey, it, we're a top-two team again in this league. I think that starts with a game that I just expect. If they don't win against San Diego at home, then that's just messed up, okay? But, and, and then they need to get a confidence-boosting win, and St. Mary's at home. Can they beat St. Mary's at home? I believe that they can beat St. Mary's at home. St. Mary's... You know, we said, can they beat Gonzaga at home? And we were like, I don't know. They'd have to play. Everybody will have to play well, and everybody didn't play well. When your voice goes really high, that yeah, tells this me is not good. But the, I mean, they but lose, they can beat they lose by twelve at St. Mary's. They're capable of beating St. Mary's yes. in Provo. Oh, and the crowd's going to be there. It's going to be a fun night. St. Mary's is a big time rhythm offense. You got to get them out of their rhythm, get them off of their spots. And you know, what? it's okay with me if Landau has twenty and ten. You just can't let the other guys go. Nar and Rayhan and Hermanson. Yeah. And, and and so you look at look at Nar, Rayhan, Hermanson, all those guys against Gonzaga. Gonzaga was in their face and, and and Landell played well. He was one of the best players on the floor. That's okay. He can play well. Make him defend like crazy down low, and then make him earn his points, but don't let anybody else go off. And that's a lot more likely to happen at home than it is on the road because those guys are really comfortable shooting the ball in their, in their building in, in Moraga. How about this, Blaine? Which underclassman not named Eric Mika, and you've got quite a few to choose from on this BYU team, is the most important to BYU basketball's future success? 
I, I think the guards have to play with consistency, but I just think it's the guards as a group. But, but Yoli Childs, to me, and we talked about him at the beginning, has the potential to be great. I mean great. And I, and I was talking to Ben, our producer, before I came on. And I'm going to say this, and then there's going to be people on Twitter that are going to go, is he out of his mind? His athletic skill set reminds me of Kawhi Leonard when he was a freshman. Wow. Hmm. And, and I remember the, the, the word on Kawhi was, and remember, I've known Kawhi since he was 18 years old. I interviewed him before he came to San Diego State and got to know him. And, and they're very similar paths. So Kawhi was a guy that San Diego State got into as a sophomore in high school, like BYU got into Yoli in terms of recruiting, right? And so you look at their numbers as freshmen. And people are going, I know people at home right now are going, Yoli is no Kawhi Leonard. Well, guess what? Kawhi wasn't Kawhi when he was 18 and 19-year-old, right? He wasn't who he is. And the questions we had about Kawhi was, ooh, is he going to increase his range? Can he get outside and shoot more? Yes. He's unbelievable inside, and he's a great rebounder, and he's so bouncy. Um, but what's his range going to be like? Can he improve his range? He's a, he's a really good defender. Now, one thing that San Diego State did, they, that year when he was a freshman and his sophomore year, they had, they had Billy White inside with them, and they also had Malcolm Thomas inside. I mean, remember, those teams were really were good. Fantastic. Yeah, that was when Jimmer was here. So he had, he had a lot of good interior defenders along with him. So they played him at the three a lot more, and he could just go out and shut down a three. Yoli has potential to be able to play that position too. He's going to need to really, really work to get his lateral quickness, but he has the body to do it. Of all BYU's players, he has the most NBA-like body and the NBA-like skill set. He's got more than Eric Mika. He's got and Eric's long, but Eric's got to get way stronger. Eric is has an NBA skill set too because of his length and he's a bouncy 6'10 guy that can run up and down the floor too so, so both of those guys have a really really good shot but both of them have to go from here to here and nobody talks about Yoli and, and Eric is so polished but Eric's a return missionary sophomore Yoli's a brand new freshman and and Kawhi Leonard didn't develop his three-point game until he was in the NBA yeah how about he didn't that? shoot those in college and his and his mid-range game was better his sophomore year than his freshman year, and and I look at Yoli, and I'm and I'm saying he's not Kawhi Leonard. Like, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Kawhi Leonard, the best player in the NBA, arguably. You know, he's the MVP of the finals, um, one of the best players in the NBA. But what I'm saying is, as a freshman, he looks a lot like him. And when Kawhi was a sophomore in high school, Steve Fisher got into him in recruiting. And then by the time he was a senior, he kind of blew up, and everybody was there. Then everybody wanted him, but he was loyal to Steve Fisher and San Diego State and went there and played. Yoli is a sophomore. BYU got on him. He was a local kid. And then by the time Yoli was a senior, everybody, you know, Auburn, you name it, wanted Yoli. Auburn, Arizona State, Cal, yeah. And he was loyal to Dave Rose and BYU. I mean, their stories are really, really similar. And um, Yoli has a potential to be really, really good. And Kawhi as a sophomore was a 15-10 and guy. When we looked as a freshman, he was a 13-9 and guy. So – I, I I don't think that that's a stretch to say athletically they're similar. Now, and Kawhi was kind of a quiet guy, like Yoli is, willing to defer to the upperclassmen and, and do those kinds of things, and then, then he developed as a go-to guy. He's never been a demonstrative, yeah, he's loud guy. painfully shy. Yeah, and so it, it, the, the parallels are really eerie, and now I know how hard Kawhi works and has worked over his career. If Yoli's willing to put in that kind of work, I don't know where it goes. But as, a, as an 18-year-old and a 19-year-old, there's, there's a lot of similarities. So I think he has the potential to be great. Yeah. And it depends on how much work he puts in. Well, and the one constant that we have already talked about today is that Yoli Childs has the work ethic. Everything I've ever heard about him. And, and, I, and 
I, I've heard the stories from Steve Fisher about the recruiting of Kawhi. And I, and I don't know if we've told this, but Dave Rose told me, he goes, man, I love Yoli. That, that type of recruit that's that high level, when, when he comes in, the last question they always ask in their interview with Coach Rose is, so what's, what's my playing time look like and what, you know, what's my role? on this team. And Dave says he's always waiting for that. I don't think that Dave would care that I share this. And so they get on his on-campus visit to the end of the visit with, with Dave. And, and Yoli says to Dave, so Eric Mika, and he starts going through the big three and, and you got Eli, these guys, all of these guys, they're all coming back. Right. And Dave's like, oh, here we go. Here's the, how do I fit in? What's my role going to be? How am I going to be a star? And Dave goes, yes, they're all committed to come back. And Yoli goes, oh, awesome. Cause those are the guys I want to play with. And so Dave's like, the kid has no ego. <laughs> Bingo. And that's the kind of guy that will put the work in to expand that. You know, he's got, got a lot of God-given talent to expand that. He's, so he's got potential to be a great player. Uncle B, bringing it in studio, B. Thanks for the time, Blaine. You bet, guys. What do you want to see from Yoli Childs the rest of the season? That is our Twitter question today at B Royal Blue Cook says Beast Mode like Saturday. He has the size and athleticism to outplay most fours in the league and country consistency. Yeah, keep it going at a high clip like he's been doing. We saw what he's capable of Saturday. Coming up, once again, we are tied and going for two. Our results after Saturday's game at San Francisco. Did BYU win, Jerem? I think so. BYU Sports Station brought to you in part by Tucano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hanging out in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. In fact, if you just missed Blaine Fowler and his analysis of Yoli Childs, he compared BYU's freshman to a freshman star at San Diego State at the time, Kawhi Leonard. Mm. Whoa! You're saying Yoli Childs is comparable to one of the best players in the NBA, Kawhi Leonard. Why Blaine Fowler feels that way, download the podcast Check it out on demand anytime, anywhere. Thursday night, women's hoops is at San Diego in the Slim Gym. At 9 Eastern time, you can listen to it on BYU Radio. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball rebounded literally and figuratively. Noise. After a loss against Pepperdine with a much-needed 68-52 win on Saturday night, Yoli Childs, career-high 23 points, 17 rebounds in the win. His 17 rebounds tied for second most by a BYU freshman in an individual game. Another turnover by San Francisco. Broadhead's out ahead of everybody. Nice dish from Chase to Broadhead. BYU by nine. And the Cougars won by 12, 73-61, as seen on BYU TV. Dave McCann on the call there. Cassie Broadhead led the Cougars with 22 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. Back-to-back, knocking on the door of a triple-double. Cougars collectively shot a season-high 57% from the field. Kalani Purcell, by the way, joined UConn's Gabby Williams as the only Division I women's basketball player with 200 rebounds, 100 assists, 50 steals, and 25 blocks. How about that? That's an incredible stat. Number three, BYU men's volleyball sweeping USC in L.A. Friday night, Jake Langlois led the team with 12 kills and four digs. Tim Daubert added 11 kills, hit a 500 clip, had six digs and four blocks. What a game for Tim Daubert in that win over the Trojans. Ich bin Tim Daubert, Yes, Das ist gut. Das ist kill. Yeah, that was great. Jimmer Fredette scored 45 points as the Shanghai Sharks won 113-102 yesterday. Jimmer continues to light it up in China. Remind me, Jerem, did, did BYU basketball win on Saturday night? <sighs> yeah. Well, I'm happy they did. 
Enough for your sake. Which takes us to going for two. Can you predict the future? These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. Tied up once again, 32 and 38 on the season for both myself and Jerem Jordan. I said number one, BYU will win. And that is a win. Only given a 41% chance to win against San Francisco via KenPalm.com. They were a three-point underdog, according to oddsmakers. BYU comes out, wins by 16. San Francisco, I can't believe how poorly that team shot in their home gymnasium, which takes us to my second pick. I said San Francisco would shoot 47% or less on their home floor. 25%? Wolf. I thought BYU would come out gangbusters and with that desperation factor after a frustrating game against Pepperdine, which is why I thought that percentage would drop a little bit for San Francisco. It dropped a little but bit, But yeah. not that much. So, yeah, two for two, but really shocked at how poorly San Francisco shot the ball. Uh, yeah, you blew those out of the water. <laughs> Battleship <laughs> sunk. Number one, BYU will have two 20-point scores. <laughs> when Yoli got to tw- over 20, I was like, that's going to happen. Yoli got 23. That's going to happen. TJ Haas had 17 with three minutes to go. And Eric Mika. I was like, get him the ball for some free throws. Yeah, Eric spent some time on the bench and, and didn't Well, yeah, because he much. hung on the rim, yeah. which apparently is a tech. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. He did, too. Uh, hashtag WCC refs. U- so I didn't get that one. USF, not South Florida, San Francisco, will make 10 plus threes. Well, when you shoot 43, you probably should. 12 for 43. <laughs> wow. Well, but they made their 10th pretty early. It was early in the second half. So I had that one locked up. I was like, boom. Yeah, they check, had, they had seven or six yeah. or seven and a half TJ time. cost me, though. It was really TJ Haas, the ginger mama cost me. Okay, Jerem, one for yeah. two. I go two for two against San Francisco. Our next going for two picks coming up on Thursday's show as a preview of San Diego. This is revenge week for BYU. Yeah, every week is revenge week for me. I need to know when the last game is. Is it the men's basketball season? We need to figure this out so I can figure out if I'm going to go uh, how you know to the nth yes. degree yes. now. Yes. Or if I... It's going Should to I mail it in now or later? Go. I believe. <laughs> I believe. And, and this is all up to our producer extraordinaire, Ben Bagley. And the conversation Basketball that we have season? with him it, when going so, for two ends. The, so the end of the NIT, whenever I, I believe <laughs> it will be BYU. the final BYU basketball game. Yeah. And so. So to be in New, New York City, that's great news. Well, I ho- if, if it's the NIT, then I hope it's in New York City, right? Of all the years for the WCC tournament, <laughs> when Gonzaga has its best team ever. It's going to be an interesting field down there. I just want to get to Tuesday night against Gonzaga. What do you want to see from Yoli Childs the rest of the season? That is our Twitter question today. The freshman was outstanding in that win over San Francisco. At Melocopter says, I want to see Yoli take more shots. Okay, he has I'm inside. The, I don't want jump shots, per se. He has the highest yes. field goal percentage on the team. Also want to see his free throw percentage go up. So he's yeah. kind of a mix between the things that get, we want to see. Give him an offseason to develop that J a little bit more. All right, on the way, and we kind of started to go down this path. I hate to even bring this up, but we have to talk about it next. Don't want to, but we have to. I apologize. This is BYU Sports Nation. Living at Trio is not about retirement. It's about fun. It was so different from everything we'd been taught to expect about senior living. I was delighted when we came and they had these raised gardens. 
just love it here. I wish more people knew about TRIO. Learn more at btrio.com. Every year, students learning new things, math, geography, science. Myself, I was more of an artsy type of guy. Pretty nice, huh? I call this one the busy playground. Give it a ball! See, that's why it works. People love magic because deep down, we all want to be tricked. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Everything from who in the world is Coog Dude to does Yoli Childs really compare to Kawhi Leonard as a freshman? Yeah, lots of uh, fun conversation going on today. Hey, uh, third-ranked men's volleyball just beat USC on Friday. Uh, they play UC San Diego on BYU TV both Friday and Saturday. Coverage starts at 9 Eastern time on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. My spidey senses call a home sweep. Uh, yeah, probably two of them. <laughs> Let's hope so, right? Let's, yeah. Let's hope for your sake. Yeah. Get you out of the building well, early. Well, here's the thing. So s- Friday's at 9 Eastern. Saturday is actually at 8 Eastern, so as to not run into the BYU-St. Mary's game on ESPN2. So hopefully BYU gets out in three. Then I can walk up here. Get over to the building. We'll flip a coin again for our one-seat courtside mm. for the first Are we out. in that scenario again? Do you want to be? No, I mean, like, are we in that scenario again of St. Mary's, like, where we have to flip a coin? Has that been determined oh, already? What, oh, do, will we have two seats? Yeah. Are you trying to put on some pressure <laughs> to the people that are control we that? Are we in that scenario, BYU Athletics? <laughs> Is there another seat for <laughs> your boys? Oh, it's funny stuff. Yeah. They do a fantastic job, by the way. Our Twitter question today. <laughs> Not well. What do you want to see from Yoli Childs? No, I'm serious. Like it is, they do. They, they are they presented do. with some interesting challenges. Game they do. Game Can out. we have another seat, please? <laughs> what do you want to see from Yoli Childs the rest of the season? At Br Lemon says more of what he has done all season. He has shown great improvement throughout the season to become mm-hmm. a solid contributor. He's gotten better. Yes, and that's what you hope for from every player. But it is uh, notable and noticeable from Yoli. Do not disregard the 14.4 a game from TJ Haas, though. 14.4, that's one of the top five or seven best freshman yeah. scoring averages ever. I mean, BYU has other freshmen, sophomores that are doing Behind Nick job, Emery, too. who averaged 16 points a game as a freshman at BYU. Which is pretty crazy, right? Yeah, yes. Okay, my friends, uh, I said it before the break. Yeah. I, I don't want to do this. But we have to do this because it involves BYU basketball you do it. and New York City. And that so buzzword, bracketology. Yes, the latest bracket is out from NYC Buckets in relation to the National Invitation Tournament. Hey, BYU's won this tourney twice. 51 and 66. Don't you disparage the NIT ever again. And they've been to the Final Four in Madison Square Garden each of the last two times they've played in the NIT. Well, ain't that a thing. So here we go. BYU in the latest NYC Buckets Bracketology. 
coming in as a five seed in the same bra- bracket as currently number three seed Utah. Well, 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 Larry K. Let's flip that. Let's flip well, that. Well, BYU well. beats St. Mary's this week. Let's say if BYU beats St. Mary's, they'll jump up and perhaps have a home game and maybe a, a shot at hosting Utah. In, that would be in bracket, amazing. In the NIT bracket. Because yet again, Utah tried to get out of it, and they w- couldn't avoid it. <laughs> couldn't avoid the brother down south. No, that I okay, of my aims and missions for BYU basketball the rest of the year, the number one thing is to beat St. Mary's this Saturday. Yes. The number two thing is to beat St. Mary's in the semifinals in Vegas. And okay. Get, then the number three thing is to play Utah. I don't even care if it's home or road, just to play Utah in the NIT. And then number four would be to get it, get to New York City again. Those okay. are my four aims and missions. I was gone last Wednesday when you guys talked about that. Where does getting to the NCAA tournament fit into your list here? It's not on the list. <laughs> aims and Gonz- missions. Gonzaga's number one and undefeated. <laughs> it's not on the list. The bracket currently has BYU and Boise State paired up against each other, and if the seating's held true as of today, BYU would be playing in Boise. I'd want to drive to that game if that happened, by the way. I would. I want to watch the Cougs play. Let's go, man. NIT in Boise? Yeah, road trip. You want to go to Boise? Road trip! Yeah, let's do, do it. we have to talk about this over the <laughs> air like this? At H. Collier 88, idea to decide the courtside seat. Whoever wins going for two on Thursday gets to choose the half. Ooh, that is a fantastic idea at H. Collier 88. Yeah, we tie a lot. Well, now I know. I'll just make my easiest picks of the season. Oh, my goodness. BYU will win. (laughs) That was not easy. They were an underdog by three points. BYU would win five in a row there. So? They just lost to Pepperdine by 16, Jerem. I know. That's so pathetic. Okay, so yeah, that was I'm, I'm there was risk that. involved. Are you game for that? Absolutely, I'm okay. game for that. I'm yeah. not afraid. This from listen to you. I gotta make my easiest yeah. picks. No one said I was afraid. I love this. It's like when you play pickup ball and you're on the team that wins, and you say, "Let's mix the teams." The losing team, by male hubris default, must say, "No, no, 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 no." Same teams. That just happened. Ah, uh, that yeah. situation just okay. happened. Where you're like. Of course I'm game for going for two. By the way, if we have time at the end of the show, and it'll only take 30 seconds, I, I want to bring up something that Blaine Fowler talked about as he was walking out of the studio and that you brought up. Jimmer's All-Stars. Looking at the oh, rosters. I, I interviewed all these guys. From Jimmer's and All-Stars back in 2011. It was, it was fun. Because we were talking about yeah. Kawhi Leonard, yes. right? Who was a part of that game. Yes. It is crazy to see some of the names that are succeeding in the NBA that played in Jimmer's uh, All-Stars the- game. Kawhi Leonard is the best. Isaiah Thomas is, of the Celtics is in Kawhi that game. Leonard the best. Isaiah Thomas is having a crazy year right now. Good for him. Welcome to the club. Kawhi Leonard's been there, done that. Finals <laughs> MVP. Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, who says he's fun. the best player in the NBA right now, he feels that way. He feels that way. This month, <laughs> ESPN Boston put out a tweet that said. <laughs> Is Isaiah Thomas better than Isaiah Thomas? I was like, are you serious? He's a Hall of Famer. All of a sudden, Isaiah Thomas hits a few threes for the Celtics. Now he's comparable. Of course it's from ESPN Boston. Okay, They're trolling Detroit, man. Oh, yeah. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, which Cougar set an all-time record in track? Find out next in the Cougar Whip Round. Plus, what do you want to see from Yoli Childs? BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. New York City. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. 
Men's basketball. BYU rebounded <laughs> after a loss to Pepperdine with a much-needed 68-52 win at San Francisco Saturday night with Coog Dude. Yoli Child scored a career-high 23 points, 17 rebounds in the win. Yoli Child, 17 rebounds, by the way, tied for the mo- second most by a fresh BYU freshman ever. Woo. Women's basketball. The ladies beat up on San Francisco 73-61. Not literally. Casey. Okay. <laughs> Casey. Casey. It's There's fun, a new one. It's funny that I did that. There's a Not new Kathy. One. Not Casey. It's Cassie Broadhead. <gasps> Led the Cougars with 22 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. Another triple-double watch. Good grief. Cougars collectively shot a season-high 57% from the field. Blaney Purcell, by the way, joined UConn's Gabby Williams as the only Division I women's basketball players with 200 rebounds, 100 assists, 50 steals, and 25 blocks. Volleyball. Now if they can just do something about winning 100 straight games. Third-ranked uh, BYU men's volleyball swept USC and L.A. on Friday. Jake Langlois had a team-high 12 kills, 4 digs. Tim Daubert, what a game. 11 kills, 6 digs, 4 blocks. He had 500 in that win over the Trojans. And Casey Patterson and Beach Volleyball lost in two sets in the round of 16 at the Swatch Major Series in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Congrats to BYU alumnus and Olympian Taylor Sander as his team. Beijing Volleyball advanced to the league final. He's not the only Cougar in China getting work done. Jimmer! Really unique name for that team. Fredette scored 45 points as the Shanghai Sharks won 113-102 yesterday. That's a good Softball. BYU went 2-2 in Puerto Vallarta. They beat 13th-ranked Washington 4-2 and crushed Nebraska 12-1, but lost to top-ranked Oklahoma 7-1 and number 2 Auburn 3-0. Tennis. The men's team beat Boise State, where Spencer wants to watch an NIT BYU basketball game. If that on the happens, road. Coach Brad Pierce is now tied. I can think of better places to go. Coach Brad Pierce is now tied for the most wins as the head coach at BYU. The women lost to Denver six one. I only go to Boise for weddings. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair finished three under par and tied forty eighth overall at the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. Still haven't shot that turkey, have we, Jerry? Track and field. BYU had 15 top 10 all-time BYU performances led by Shea Collinsworth, who ran the 800 in 201.42, three seconds faster than her personal best. That's Whoa. crazy. Whoa. That's like your career high being 10 points, and then you're scoring 30 in a game. Collinsworth's 800 time, the best time ever by a Cougar. I thought it was second. And the fifth best indoor time in NCAA history. Gymnastics. Season high team score of 195.45 helped BYU play second at the Texas Triangular this weekend. Love those names. Cougars set or tied season highs in vault, bar, and floor exercises. Golf. Last but not least, junior Patrick Fishburne ranks 21st in the first Arnold Palmer Cup rankings. Fishburne and the men's golf team compete Wednesday in the John A. Byrne Classic in Hawaii. Yes. Future guests include BYU football signee Chaz Ayu. Hashtag helicopter. He's not coming in a helicopter, though. Between the lines tomorrow, Keaton Kringlin, West Coast Conference Baseball Freshman of the Year, back for his sophomore season, and the president coach, Steve Cleveland. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Jake Collinsworth, what a performance. Fast, man. She is fast. That's no 4940. Yeah, Kyle, again, said he was screaming at the top of his lungs watching her in that race. Our elite tweet of the day, answering, what do you want to see from Yoli Childs the rest of the season? At Milton underscore rat, man child buckets. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks to Blaine Fowler and everyone on our crew. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. We're on demand, BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Misho Ostercevich. Did I say that right? Yeah, good job, man. All right.